working, man. I know what my audience like. I did some independent films with Master P. A lot of those movies did really well. Mm -hmm. I'm ambitious, I'm a hustler. I have my own lane. That's the thing about comedy. You wake up every day, you don't know if you're funny that day. Hey, guess what, y'all? Y'all know what time it is? New time and all that. But uh, it's time for uh, Let's Go Live with Lamar King. I'm Lamar King. We are now live. So let's go. What's good with y'all, man? It's on a Wednesday, man. They gave us another one, man. We made it to the middle of the week. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Come on in. Have a seat. Sit down. Don't touch nothing. Good to see y'all, man. This is something like a podcast, something like this is crossover between podcast and live show. Hilarious commentary, trending topics, celebrity guests, and interesting people. We do this Monday and Wednesday, 8 p.m., Friday at 6, East Coast time. Shout out to everybody watching on the West Coast right now. I see you. And worldwide. And worldwide. Shout out to uh, the chat, the YouTube chat only. If you're in the Facebook chat, I'm not acknowledging you or recognizing you. The YouTube chat, also known as the Peanut Gallery, uh, otherwise known as the nigga section. Good to see ya. All right. Uh, make sure you visit our longest running sponsor, drunkenfruit.com. Spell it right. Drunkenfruit. Uh, and Instagram at drunkenfruit. Spell it right. They got some specials going on right now. Right now. Good, man. I didn't put the number on the screen, man. It's going to be a fun show today, man. We're going to talk some shit, chew some spit. You know what I mean? 765 Let's Go One is the number. It's a live show. 765-538-7461. Let's get to it, man. I ran into a, a, a good friend of mine, man, big homie, over the weekend. I told y'all where I went over the weekend, man. I went to a, a, a spectacular, like, put it on your, what I, what I say Monday? Put it on your calendar for next year. Probably like the third weekend in July. Very, very, very festive. It was, it was, it was very festive, and uh, we had a lot of fun, man. Ran into to one of my guys from from out of state, international, uh, do it all, um, and we got to talking, man, about his business that he started during the pandemic and his company that that helps youth and and other types of people. Man, we was just all over the place, and I was like, Nah, man, you got to come on the show. You got to come on the show and tell the people what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, right now, man. HBCU alum, uh, international man of mystery, the debonair, <laughs> the, the, the debonair dude himself, Manzan Caviar, as he says. Uh, please welcome my man Bobby Chad, man. What's up? What's going on with you? What's going on, man? What's happening, Demont? What's up with you, bro? Hey, man, Mr. Mr. Robert Chadwick Jr., if you will. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, also known as Bobby Chad. Let me put your name on the, on the screen real quick. Give you All right. your correct billings. Um, hey man, let's 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 just get to it, man. First of all, how you been? Hey man, all is well, man. All is well. As we, as you know, it might have been a tough year for all of us. You yeah. know, this COVID thing, man, has been a tough year, man. Uh, actually, I lost my dad with the COVID, man. But uh, oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's like fr Friday would be a year, man. But uh, to God be the glory, man. Me and my mom, we hanging in there. Uh, and life has been well outside of the COVID and the, and, the, uh, and you know, the passing my pop. All is well, bro. All yeah, is yeah. well. That's cool, man. I, I, every time I see you, man, I, I always I go back to the first time uh, when <laughs> when I met you, and, and th that whole man's and caviar thing. I don't even know where that came from, but I remember you just being 
one of the uh, uh, naturally funniest people on the planet. And uh, the conversation back then, this is over close to 20 years. And uh, right. everything was, you finished off everything with man's and caviar. Man's and caviar. You know man's and caviar. <laughs> and man's I, and caviar actually comes from a brother in D.C., a oh, man okay. five, 500. Yeah, five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Five came up with bands of caviar. Yeah, and it's and it's like for those that don't know, it's like man, when you just want to finish off something, you just real, real, nah, with a chef's kiss, man. It's just man's yeah. and caviar. You know what I'm saying? It's like my man, 100, 1,000. There it is. <laughs> and you used to Absolutely. hit that point and just man, maybe you're you're actually saved in my phone as man's and caviar. Just by that's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up, man. <laughs> just yeah. want to let the people know. Um, but but let's see. Uh, uh let's let's start. HBCU okay. background. Uh, which one of the illustrious HBCUs did you did you find institutions did you attend? Oh man, the mighty ECSU, man, Elizabeth City State, man, Viking Pride, Viking Pride, yes. And and you know, it's just a you know me being from from the Maryland DC area and living in Detroit and whatever, and, and you being from VA and North Carolina and all that, like the, the HBCU experience. It's it's so mainstream now, and we you know everybody knows somebody that win, and then they, you know they're getting all the money and and uh, from a, a Bezos ex wife and all that. Um, what talk talk a little bit about that experience and how it shaped you specifically? Oh man, HBCU experience, man. I'm I'm uh Lamont, I'm what you call a uh, HBCU baby. Okay, man. My dad uh, played with Elizabeth City State. And my uncle played them running these in short. In fact, they played against each other in the 69 championship. Wow. So okay. the, the, the family joke has always been, who does my mom go for, her boyfriend or her brother? Mm. And my dad ended up winning. So that's a that was a running joke in the family, man. But I've just always been in golf, man, HBCUs, everybody in my family, mom, dad, cousins, everybody, man. We've been affiliated with the CIAA for, like I said, for as long as I can remember. Yeah, And even like now, with the program that I have uh, with the CIAA, I've been with them for 22 years. 21 years, exclude the pandemic year, but right at 22 years, man. So we've been with them for a while. Now, let's talk about that. What what exactly is the program? Because I, 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 I knew you and had an idea what you was doing. But one year, like 10 years in, you like sent me a, a newspaper clipping. And was yeah. like, man, look, look what the program's doing. I was like, oh, that's you? I know you did that. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. The program, man, the way the program started is uh it started actually in Winston-Salem. And it's it was sponsored by Coca-Cola, and it was a Coca-Cola ball person program. Mm -hmm. So in 99, it comes to Raleigh. Uh the former commissioner, man, a great friend of mine, Mr. Leon Carey, I gave him a proposal. I said, Mr. Carey, being that the program is coming here now. Can I be in charge of it? Can you know I take this thing and and, and see what we can carry? I was working at the Gonorrhea YMCA, which was one of seven black wives here in Raleigh, and it allowed me to take inner city kids and, and let them be a part of the CIAA tournament by way of a ball person. But I knew that that was my way of being able to use basketball as a vehicle mm. to show eighty to a hundred kids a year a chance to see you know the HBCUs. And that was my way. When you know you have kids that have never been in Arena Lamont, they've never, yep. you know, never been a part of it. So when I started this in '99, I had no idea. Fast forward to now, this program is the only one of its kind in the country mm -hmm. in NCAA basketball. Nowhere else is it a ball person program like this. I've mm -hmm. had four guys to actually be ball that have actually have been a ball boy that have played in the NBA. Actually, one now, Jerry Hopper. He's with the New York Knicks as we speak. 
So I've had four guys to actually come through the program there, a host of teachers, uh, doctors, uh, lawyers, everybody, and a whole lot of HBCU college grads. And when I started this program, I merely started it to kind of show kids mm-hmm. how and where you can go to. And as we as we get to as we are now, I mean, hey, it's the only one of its kind that's still moving. You say eighty to one hundred kids a year, and you've been doing it for about twenty. Yes, Just, let's do the math on that. Uh, sixteen eighty. That's a slight sixteen eighty. Okay, yeah, that's a yeah. Sixteen. That's sixteen eighty on the average. Now, on average. That's when we started eighty kids. At one time, it was a hundred kids. Right now, mind you, because my whole thing is, I wanted to take each kid will get one game. And the games don't duplicate. So that means if you got 22 games, four kids per game, it allows me to stretch it out from the beginning of the tournament to the end of the tournament. And the beauty to it is, Lamont, is when you see Cassie come back to you, man, or a young lady come back to you and say, Mr. Chadwick, I work at so-and-so school. Or this is my daughter. Or this is my son. And I'm holding babies. And their kids was actually, their parents was actually bald people. So we've had a host of kids, man, a host of kids. Now, in the beginning, was it just boys? I'm assuming that it was just boys in the beginning. My first year, I just used boys and I was being selfish Mm, because the program then was the CIAA ball boy program. Right. And that's what I was going to get because it sounds like like a challenge to even say ball person. That don't even sound right. But the way that the ball person came about was I got some flack and some fire from the sisters. Of course. So the next year, I said, hey, no problem. We're going to switch this thing around. Then it became the CIAA ball person program to the point that on the back of the kids' shirts, it actually says ball person. Now, so, all right, for let's get the visual. All right, so the only p- type program of this kind in, right. in in basketball, what are they doing? What are How long are they in the program? Are they th- just there for the tournament? Is there, you know, uh, enrichment portion? Like, what's, what's, what's the program like? They're there for the tournament. They come to the tournament. Matter of fact, I use, I've used a lot of my friends' kids, a lot of, you know, inner, like I said, inner city kids. But what I have elected to do along with me, and I have a, uh, a staff of four other people, uh, Tanya, Dave, Tim, and Ben, they've been with me since the beginning in Charlotte. But what we do is we track the kids. Mm. And the way that we track the kids, we track the kids because a lot of the kids are friends of our parents. We are friends of their parents. And their right. parents say, hey, my daughter's doing this and my son is doing that. But as far as how they're moving and where they're moving now, we try to stay in contact with them. But they will find us. And they have. Yeah. You know, so I get a kick out of being at the tournament. Somebody comes and says, Mr. Chadwick, you, you don't remember me, do you? Right. No, so that's how we, you know, pretty much do it. And so a lot of it is just, you know, being in spaces, like you said, that they wouldn't ordinarily be and and possibly learning how to network and just seeing and experiencing different things that might motivate and inspire them. And that's, that's, that's a lot. I mean, 1,600 kids on average over the last 20 years. That's, that's major. Yeah, massive. Yeah, that's major. Like, I can't, that's massive. I can't even, like, those two words don't even really fit. It's it's like, it's not even a word for that. That's a, that's a lot of uh, impact. Um, but the fact that it's the only program like that, why? Why do you think that is? Because I think that's the only program because of the passion in my CIAA HBCU background. Oh, okay. I know what this conference has to offer. I know what the HBCU have to offer. So if I if I'm in a position where I got 100 to 80 kids that I can put on that platform, so you can see what a lot of kids don't get a chance to see. And allow them the op- the opportunity 
I think that's one of the reasons. But the, to answer, to go back to your question, your initial question, Lamont, I think it's like that because nobody ever never really looked into to want to help the youth like that. Yeah. I mean, you look at other tournaments now. That's what I'm saying. Like you would yeah. think that it, it would exist in, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the SEC. Doing March Madness. Yeah. Doing March, doing March Madness. Sometimes I travel the country, go to different tournaments. Or I look at tournaments on TV. Right. Most people are looking at the games. I look at the ball people. Right. I look at the ball people because I want to see who is actually participating. Who do y'all have? And then I see people doing things that our ball people don't do. Like, mm. have you ever seen a game you see somebody on their knee wiping up the sweat? Yes. You'll never see that with the CIAA ball people. Okay, why? Give me, give me the science on that. Because we look good. We look good and we feel good. So we use mops. Okay. Matter of fact, we have NBA sanctioned CIAA mops. The, for the, our circle, kids. the big circle. Of, uh, yeah. The CIAA on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's something that we went to a long time ago. We yeah. were, we we're not going to get on our knees. We're not going to do any of that because I tell the kids all the time, you have the best seat in the house. And with having the best seat in the house, that comes with TV or radio or anywhere else. So yeah. we want you to look good. We want you to feel good. And if you look good, feel good, you're going to perform good. Now, that's, that's, that makes absolute sense. I thought you were going to go somewhere way deeper with that. We don't no. do the knees thing because the black kids <laughs> don't need to. That's what I thought. I was waiting for that. I was, but yeah, that's I'm simple. That. Yeah, but that's simple, though. We look good. Right. And I right. paid for pants. Get your ass up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> now, is it one of those programs where where people can like like how is it funded? Is it a thing where you get you go on a, a recruiting drive, a quantathon every year to get the kids in the money? How does that work? Don't don't have to. Mm. The whole time I was in the whole time we was in Charlotte, we really didn't have to go anywhere because kids, people come to you, organizations mm -hmm. come to you, uh, from the rich to the poor. Everybody wants their kid to be a part of this program, and they and reason being is because of what they're exposed to. Now, this is not necessarily a dilemma, but this is something that we're going to have to uh, take a big look at now. It's time to come to Charm City. Yeah. We're going to come to Baltimore. So yeah. 15 years, we were spoiled in Charlotte. I didn't have to worry about it. But with meeting some of the people from Baltimore during the last tournament before the pandemic, they reassured me, don't worry about the kids. We got more than enough kids in Baltimore. So What's going to happen within the next month or two? I'll, you know, I'll start dialoguing with my Baltimore people, and we'll put together, make a couple site visits, and get you know, get me some kids, and uh, take my team, and we'll come up and sit down and go go through what we need to go through. And I'm pretty sure by the time tournament comes around, we're gonna we'll be all set. Probably yeah. we we always look a month out to be already in place. Yeah. Um. The the reason why and you you're so I need I need to say this you you're so you're so polished, Bobby Chad. Because I'm catching, I'm catching what you're putting down. Like the CI, the rest of us, we we still say CIAA, but right. they don't. But they don't drop that hammer on, on y'all in the Carolina for 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 the last few years. You say tournament, you just refer to it as tournament, because we can't we can't even have it. We can't even say it. They won't even let us say it. When you said tournament, I was like, oh, that's right. They did own that. That was that was yeah. crazy. That was the crazy. Tournament. For those that don't know. Um, there was there was a lot of political, you know, uh, uh, pushing and pulling with with the conference, the head of the conference, and because after about the sixth or seventh year, in, when it was in Charlotte, I mean, promoters from all over the country, marketers, merchandise, everybody came in and was using the name, and the conference came in and was like, Nah, man, the name stays home. That's my daddy. That name got my daddy blood on y'all. Y'all can't even say it on the radio. So for like four years, people had to refer to it, 
uh, in public and on and on mass media as the tournament. The tournament. And so that's that's heavy. And it's a lot, it's a lot of behind the scenes that, that 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 I know you're a key player in that you're privy to that a lot of people don't get. Um, and so so back to the the reason why I said that about how is it funded because I'm thinking scholarship. Like, is it is it a pipeline to actually, you know, you get into a program that actually may send kids to school? Is that something in the future that you you think about wanting to do? A long time ago, mm. I've been thinking I've been thinking about this a long time ago. It's just how to package it where it's going to be able to reach the masses. Right. See, if I'm dealing with 80 kids, I would love to have a corporate sponsor that would say, hey, based on the seniors that's coming out your program. Because see, we don't produce a lot of seniors because. My kids are going to be between eight and 14. Okay. So between eight and 14, they're the ones that's, you know, really paying attention. Now, if you do what you're supposed to do and you come back and there's a scholarship set in place, yeah, we would create something. But in a, in a perfect world, the month, I would love to have a corporate sponsor that would give me a couple thousand dollars a year where I can actually send some of these kids or either not send them to school, but help them right. to, go to, to go to school. Because to answer your question, as far as the funding, the program is not really, the program is ran by the CIAA itself. Okay, got it. I'm the liaison between the CIAA and the city. So what happens is we ask the kids to have, once upon a time we were outfitted, completely outfitted when we first started in Raleigh. Yeah. But due to the funding, things changed. So it's, it's not a hard fix because now what kids are wearing are khaki pants because a lot of schools are going to yeah, have anyway. Right, it's just so bringing you You already have khakis. Yeah, yeah. You, you give, we're going to give you a t-shirt. We're going to make sure you're going to wear gloves because we don't deal with no blood. Uh, baseball caps, you know, some years you get baseball caps. But what we've come to find, man, is that the kids are so happy to be a part of it. That right. when they walk in the arena, it's different from sitting up there looking at the game and being on the floor. Right. And, and, and I ask each player, some kids know this, but, I ask each team when they're in the tunnel or when they're warming up, talk to my kids, give them some high fives, talk to them, ask them their names. That and a lot of guys for the teams I have no problems. Most teams, you know, they kind of do that. And even with the, the, the lady teams, they do the same thing. They talk to the young ladies and all. And then I've seen after the game sometimes that you might see those players talking to those kids and yeah. they build their own relationships. Right, right. And that's what we try to set up. Yeah, that's dope. Now, I think Baltimore, um, you you won't really have a problem finding kids, man. You get to some of them squeegee boys because they they know they know about surfaces anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know about cleaning. They bring their own equipment. You know, squeegee exactly. boys, they are aggressive. <laughs> they are aggressive. All right, so let's uh, let's let's move forward, man, and talk about uh, your 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 latest idea, man. Your 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 it came out of the pandemic. Came out of just necessity. Um, you yes. know, talk about Operation Future. Operation Future, man. Operation Future, actually, the name Operation Future came in Raleigh one year when I was being interviewed by the local news. And the lady asked me, well, what is the name of your program? And off the top of my head, I was like, Operation Future. And not thinking she's going to ask me, well, why Operation Future? And she turned right around and asked me that. And I said, Operation Future, because these kids are our future. They're the future of what's going on. And it just stuck. And mm. I just kept it and I kept it. And when the pandemic hit Lamont, less than a year now, I guess, I, yes, less than a year, I was sitting in my house and I kept saying, I got to do something that's going to be a spinoff of my ball person program that would allow me 
to touch the masses, but how am I going to do it? Mm. So what I did is I took all the pictures off my wall in my dining room and put up tack paper. And for two and a half weeks, I put a Sharpie on my counter and every note that I came up with, I don't care what time when I was getting up in the middle of the night to come to the bathroom or either to go to the kitchen or whatever the case may be. If something came to my head, I picked that Sharpie up and wrote it down. Mm. I did that for two and a half weeks. So that all of the information that I wrote in these on these on these notes that ended up being the makeup of Operation Future. And what it entailed was I created 10 components that I would like to share with professional athletes. My target is professional athletes, people in the entertainment world or people that want to do things for their community. And the, the way that I came up with that, Lamont, is I look at professional athletes. I have quite a few, I'm, I'm gonna say friends, I have quite a few cats that I know that are professional athletes. Right. Both man and male and female. And what I've come to notice over the last couple of years is that there are three times that they're gonna give back to their community. I'm gonna give school supplies and backpacks. I'm gonna go get with social service and give away some toys for Christmas. Right. And I'm gonna give some turkeys out in the neighborhood. Right. They're the three things that professional athletes are gonna do for their community. The easy, the easy ones. The ones, yeah, the easy, yeah. Cause money would do it. Yeah. So they would do that. So my question then came up would be, well, if you're doing these three things, in your neighborhood or in your community, what else are you doing the rest of the school year? Mm. And when I researched it and talked to a couple of my friends that are sports agents, and I went to them, I said, hey man, you represent so-and-so and so, what do y'all do in the community? Right. Well, you represent so-and-so and so, what do y'all do in the, and what I come to find is, man, we give back turkeys, right. we do things with the same things that I thought. So Who's I said, well, look, turkeys and Christmas, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. So then I came up with 10 components, man. And I said, when the 10 components that create up Operation Future, man, Teens Against Bullying, Literacy to Read to Succeed, College Access, Student Mentoring, Tools for School, Teen Rap Sessions, Academic Achievement Program, a Scholarship Program, it's a parental involvement. Those 10 things. Let's say I got Lamont King that plays the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. I just, I just signed a, I just signed a, uh, you know, a two-year, you know, I got some decent, decent money. And yes. uh, my financial planner told me there's certain write-offs I need to do. And I'm like, bet. All right, uh, turkeys, school supplies, and Christmas. And then and then I, I run across you. And, and then when you run across me, I'm going to say, Lamont, come on, man. What's going on? Because my whole thing is this. With my friends and with guys that I know that's in the league, our conversations are like they are now. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, we, I don't put on the suit until I have to. Yeah. But we just sit and we talk. And my first question would be to you. Okay. Come on, what do you what do you want to do for the house? Man? What what else are you doing? I said, I what the neighborhood I grew up, man. We ain't really have a wreck, so I you know I would love to you know put up maybe a community center or, or or donate to the community center in the town that I'm playing in. How can you help me with that? If you want to donate to the community first, now if you already told me I want to donate to my community center, the first thing I'm going to do is say that's cool. I'm going to go to your city and I'm going to find out who your person is that run your community center who I need to go and talk to downtown, whoever I need to talk to, I'm going to say, hey, Lamont King has a plan and he wants to come and give back. Because what I've also come to find too, when you share things with people and let them know that you have somebody that wants to give back, people are more prone, they're all ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to hear what you have to say. So what I would do is I would go to them and ask them, what do they need? What do y'all need? They said, well, we want computers 
hey, we want new backboards and bleachers. I'll come mm -hmm. back to you and say, hey, Lamont, right. this, is what, this is what they want. So when they tell me what they want, I come back and say, Lamont, but hold on. Before you get new backboards and before you get bleachers, we're going to go to the, the backboard people and the bleacher people and see if we can do this in kind. Okay. So you're spending all your money. We're going to see what we do this again. We're going to work this thing that all parties are going to be happy. Right. The kids are going to be happy because they got new things. You're going to be happy. You got a tax write-off. The backboard and the bleacher people, they're going to be happy because their their product is in there. And now they are a friend, a personal friend of Lamont Kings with the Minnesota Vikings. So I take all of my components and I let you choose. It's like a menu. Yeah. You choose from the menu. Then me and you will get together and determine how we're going to prepare the meal. And That's so it's like, works. so I could even, even more so than, than money is, is resources. Cause I could be like, yo, I want to do, I like the, I like the piece about the, the bullying cause uh, you know, but I, I got picked on. And so I want to do something with that. How can you help me with that? What I'll do, I say, okay, then we'll go to your school. I say, well, what school district are you from? You'll tell me what school district you were from. Then I'm going to get in contact with the social workers in the school. I'm going to see if they already have a bullying program. Cause we're not going to reinvent the wheel. There's right, already uh, if there's already a bullying program, we're right. gonna enhance it. But we're gonna enhance it, but we're also gonna allow you to be the face. Right. Because if you're a face of it now, it's like, oh, this is Lamont King that plays football. You know, this guy. So then kids that tend to look at people different and look up to them when they realize who they are, especially if there's someone of positive notoriety. Mm, that's heavy. I like it. I like it. It, it, it makes absolute sense. And, and especially with, with somebody like you who does those, ha who does have those connections, uh, it, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's something that it's an easy win. It's an easy yeah. win. Especially when you watch, you know, we watch the news, man, and we see, like, even, it's funny as you said, Minnesota Vikings, we got a kid from D.C. come home visiting the homies. He gets shot four times. He, he just went in the draft, Twyman. He just went into the draft. He recovers. He he reports the training camp, and they wave him. And it's like we look at these young cats, man. It's like, yo, where's your team? Like, yeah. you, you need a team. Like, where your people? Is your people. Yeah. And, and the excuse that you was young and blah blah. Nah, man. Like you, you gotta have a. You know, LeBron had them peoples with him when he was eighteen. Yeah. And so you got it's important to, you know, somebody uh, managing the money is somebody managing the appearances is somebody advising is somebody. You know what I mean? It's, it's like we, we see it time and time again where a lot of these young black athletes don't have that team and, and, you know, end up making these decisions or being in these situations and just downward spiral. Yeah. And yeah. Lamar, a lot of times the way that that happened, man, from from talking to some of my friends and agents, the way that that happened is. Last year, man, I was 18 and I was living in a two-bedroom apartment with me, my mom, and my three sisters. Now I'm 19 and I'm going six in the NBA pick and I'm a multimillionaire. Yeah. Things change. Things yeah. my mom's address get it changed, what she drives get it changed. A whole lot of things change. But on the flip side, man, and I share this with a lot of my friends, especially with the young guys that have the opportunity to get drafted. I shared it with them. Keep your circle small. Keep your circle small because if you keep your circle small, you're going to be in a better situation. But when you start allowing a whole lot of other people to come into you, to come into your world, you're going to create a massive amount of friction for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, well we are officially rooting for the newest component of Operation Future. The ball person uh, situation is already up and running. Can't wait to see how that's going to look. 
in Baltimore, uh, probably, you know, very as as successful per usual. Um, if they're watching right now, if somebody's watching right now, it's like, yo, I want more information and I want to learn how to support and help. What, what should they do? Is that the Gmail? Yes, they can reach, they can reach me at uh, on Friday. Matter of fact, on Friday, my new web, I just did some revisions to my website, but on Friday, www.operationfuturellc at gmail.com. Now, wait a minute. Is that the website or is that your email? That's the website. So, operationfuturellc.com. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's. <laughs> it works. <laughs> or no. my, today, if they, if they, or right now, today, if someone was listening to me today and they want some information from me, they can go to the Kappa, the K A P P A 391 okay. at gmail.com. All right, I'm about to put that in the chat. So, Kappa okay. 391. 391 at gmail. I thought you was about to say AOL or some wild shit like that. All right, hold on. Here yeah. we go. All right, it's in the chat, y'all. Kappa391 at uh, Gmail. Now, you said, uh, before I let you go, you said, uh, uh, you you know, you peeled everything off the wall and had this breakthrough, but you left some you left some shit up there, though. I see some shit behind you. You left for... Uh, left. Hey well, <laughs> hey, well, you know what, Lamont? Believe it or not, man, this is the only thing that, that could... I tried, man. I called. I had people oh, come with bulldozers and sludge and oh. come down. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jeez. Come down. I got Imagine. a black and gold one for you. Okay. Sound good, yeah. man. I'll I, I look for it. <laughs> My man, Bobby Chad, man's in caviar. Man's in caviar. Best to you, man. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to us uh, today, man. Hey, hey, Lamont, thanks for everything, man. Stay blessed, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And I would definitely keep in contact. But if I could be of any help to anyone that's looking to do any community services, man, please reach out to me. All right, there it is, y'all, Bobby Jam. My brother, stay blessed, bro. All right. I don't care if it is a closet, you still looking mad efficient.